a sec. Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. And I'm super excited for today's episode. We've got a truly amazing guest. Her name is Karen McDermott and she has authored over 40 books. Um, she's a publisher and she's founder of Serenity Press, MMH Press, and KMD Books. She's a TEDx speaker. She's a Forbes Business Council member. She's a radio host. And if you thought you were busy, she's also a mum of six. And what I love about Karen is her passion to work with high caliber publishers and authors to create successful storytelling platforms and brands. So I want to welcome you to the show, Karen. Thank you so much, Rob. Hey, that sounds impressive, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm still just me. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And I know you've got a super busy day today, so mm. I truly appreciate you taking some time out for us. Hey, I wanted to get started by understanding, I guess, what makes you so passionate about helping authors bring out their stories? Well, before I was a publisher, I was an author. So I went on the author journey and I always talk about it as being a journey because you're never the same person on the other end of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's always challenges that you grow through and move through. But my first novel I wrote in, and it was a novel, it was, I didn't write um, self, you know, a nonfiction. I wrote my story into a fiction, a novel. I don't okay. know why it's cool. just what called. Um, so I wrote my first novel back in 2010 in 30 days during wow. NaNoWriMo. I like a challenge. And um, if you write 1,667 words for a month, you have a 50,000 word novel. And you know the way they say there's a book in you? Well, this book spewed out of me. Um, it was two days before NaNoWriMo was to begin that I heard the call to write. So I answered the call and just got stuck in. And, and that book has been a catalyst into publishing because I, d I ended up self-publishing that book and it wasn't a positive experience. Yeah. But at the beginning of that book, the, the quote that I wrote at the beginning of the book as an intro to the book was from every negative situation is the potential for a positive outcome. And mm -hmm. little did I know that would be the essence of my publishing experience. So um, after I published that book and was holding it and said, Oh my goodness, was this worth it? It drained my bank account. It I was left with just a book and not knowing what to do with it or how to get yeah. it out there or how to be an author. So um but and um, I decided uh, to do a bit of research and the publishing company in the US that I used um had I'd done a bit of research to see who their print and distribution channel were and happened to open up an office in Melbourne that very month. So okay. I was like, okay, I'm hearing this. I'm hearing this call. This is all a bit serendipitous. So I applied to become a publisher and I promised myself that if I am, um, if I was accepted to become a publisher, then I would help stories get told in a positive way. So I'm really passionate about story because I know my story had that I shared the visitor and it had my story intertwined in it um, of having a, a double miscarriage. And when it connects with people who are looking for their answers and um, it gives them the, hands, the answers their heart longs for and changes their perspective and gives them hope. So that's why I started to write. And now, obviously, I've written a lot more books since then, but that was the catalyst. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Mm. So what what is it do you think about a book? Because I like people um, like myself that go to well used to go to lots of networking events in person and stuff, and you hear people get up and talk about 
the book that they've written or, um, you know, whether it's people that they follow and they've written a book or people that say, you've got to write your book. What is it in a book do you think is so powerful? Well, there's different answers to this. So for a speaker, a speaker needs to have a book because that you, your book can go home with people. You can't, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, if you're a really inspiring speaker, people will want more of that. So if they're able to bring your book home or download your book or whatever, they can bring and get to know you, you better. But whenever, um, and plus, whenever you write your book, you whenever you're writing, you're going somewhere different. You know, we can speak things and be and be outward, but whenever we write, we kind of go inward and really get to the nitty gritty. And we know who we're writing for, so you're telling, giving them all that they need to move forward. Even fictional authors do that. Even children's book authors do that. You know, you're you're getting mm. giving your readers what they want to read as well. So it can change lives. I. Um, found in in me creating my book it, it's a, a part of credibility as well if you've got a book you know that you can hold you say here's what I've written even if the pages are blank for crying out loud people say oh wow look here's here's a book mine's not blank but um, do you see that as well that it really helps uh, people build their credibility well if I'm working with an author or um someone in business to build their brand a book is a big part of that and the reason why is because um authorships comes with authority the word author yeah. is in authority for a reason yeah, <laughs> because yeah and and can you imagine if you're going on an interview with a re radio tv show or if uh, you know talking to you you know if you are a best-selling author or if you are uh if you're a best-selling author or if you have a book, you're introduced in that way, author of or internationally best-selling author of, you know, it, it just gives you a really good intro. But also, Rob, it takes a lot of effort and determination to see a book through from writing it yeah. to publishing it. So the credibility and the, you know, the, the, the vibration that comes along with publishing your book is well earned because you have stuck the the journey the pace that a lot of people don't um do yes. um you know whenever you write and publish a book i, I want to come back to that in a second because yeah. i know from my perspective like you say it really is a journey and you would turn out to be a completely different person by the end of it before we get to that i wanted to ask you about um authenticity really so what i'm seeing uh, you know, across the social media platforms and everything, the longer that they're around, you see, and the more apps that come up to make people more fake, in turn, I'm talking about the way that they look and everything, but I'm seeing that there's a lot of fakeness in, in what's being generated out there. And I think that people are starting to see through that and people are wanting to see that more authentic person, the vulnerability, so that they're more relatable. I'm just wondering uh, what you're seeing in terms of maybe books that are coming through that are also being fake and and whether there is you're seeing a demand for you know people just want real real stuff absolutely and that's why kmd books is doing so well because i always say it to my authors a lot of our authors are successful business owners or thought leaders and innovators that's what kmd books is about but mm. i always say you know it's you can do case studies if you want but give us a real life example of something you've experienced because when you're speaking to your reader as if you know you're speaking in your words and um, your reader will you know will learn so much more through your lived experiences um, and what you know how you interpret them and only you can write them so it, it makes your book the only you know nobody else could write your book because nobody else has lived your experiences and then it, it comes from 
I'm Irish. <laughs> so whenever we somebody needs to learn something, we would share a story with them and they would yes. learn through the story and through our experiences. So that is is where it comes from. And, and often when I help people to actually write their books, because I discovered it's a superpower of mine to help because business owners don't have a lot of time to spare. And the mm. thought of um, writing a book can just blow their mind. But that's just overthinking. If you are strategic and and work, you know, and and do go through the process, um, then you can write a book pretty fast these days. Mm. Um, but it is about showing up authentic. People can see through it. You know, yeah. they can see through it if you're not if you're not authentic. But when you share your stories, people get to know you. The, the person behind the business, they get to know you and they get to know who who they're connecting with and they connect at a deeper level. And, and you know, fakeness, people are, are not buying that anymore. Yeah, they're You know, right. they're really not. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, you know, I may show up with my nice blonde hair all done and my red lipstick, but that's just part of my signature thing. But mm. what, what comes from inside, outside is always going to be the same. It's always going to be me, you know, yeah. and I walk my walk. So there's, you know, I, I see mm. there's people showing up and saying, I'll show you how to do this, but they aren't even doing it for themselves, yeah. you know? So it's like, how can you, you know, so that that's, um, it's just like everybody chooses things differently. But if I'm going to share something with someone, I'm going to be the test dummy for it first, yes. <laughs> you know? Why do I have so many books? Because I have experimented and in the publishing industry so much to see what works, what doesn't work, you know, is I'm the mm. test dummy, not my author. So, yeah. I love that uh, because I think we, you can see, I've done it myself, you can get distracted by the noise around you yeah. and you think, oh, that person's talking about that, maybe I should talk about that and all oh, this person over here is talking about that and all oh, this one up here, Karen's talking about that, so I better talk about that as well. And then if I found myself particularly on social media, like I stand back, I don't do it anymore and I think, I don't know who this person is. Yeah. because you're trying to be someone else. And I said, hang on, just, just stop that. And just like you just said there, talk through yourself, tell your story, your experience, and then you can't, well, you can make it up, but if you're true to yourself, it's just authentically you. And then ultimately the right people that you're authentic to are the ones you're going to attract as opposed to Absolutely. the fake ones that you don't really know what to do with. Absolutely. I'm really excited about what you just said because the thing is, is that we can be inspired by other people, like things will pique our attention mm. and we get inspired by it and respect and go, oh, I'd love that for me. But if you do it your way and show up your way and don't compromise any of your values in the process, I'm very values aligned. And I am like, I, I want to bring my kids to school every day. I want to pick them up. I want to be present as a mom. I yes. hang out with my kids on school holidays. That is my choice. If we're in lockdown, my kids are around me, but I'm still able to show up and because I've now got an amazing team who, you know, so I get to show up in, in my genius zone all the time and not many people get to do that. So yeah. it's a real blessing. But um, whenever, you know, if you can get inspired by other people, but not copycat them, you can be inspired, but then give your own twist and make it your yeah. own. I love I absolutely love just having an, I, I talk about um, my power of knowing and that's how, because people say, how do you do what you do, Karen? And you do it so, you know, and, and you know, you, you must be so busy. And I'm like, yeah, but no, because I prioritize joy, first of all, you know, I prioritize my family as well, you know, so this is so important to me. So whenever I do any, everything's true that, so I never compromise any of my values. So that means whenever I achieve something, 
I feel every bit of it. I do my happy dances because I haven't compromised any of myself to get it. Yeah. You know, so I see so many people striving for maybe that million dollar mark. But they, what have they lost along the way? When they get there, they're going, oh, boy, what now? Yeah, you know, is this it? it? Yeah. Um, but and which is so sad. But again, that's part of their journey, you know. Yes. Whereas I set my intentions, I set my goals, I set my destinations. Like I just achieved my huge, big audacious goal for this year. I achieved it on the first of September, and little did I know when I set the intention how it was going to happen. Yes. <laughs> and, but I knew it was going to, and I was going to go on that journey and show up when the opportunities arise and and they did arise and I showed up but I showed up as authentically me with my values and little did I know that the people I would connect with and get my results from have exactly the same values as me and I didn't know whenever I had my initial conversation that they were the answer to what I was hoping would happen this year and that's why you, you have to show up and be authentic and be you without looking you know without seeking um something big to come out of it you just turn up and really connect with where you need to show up in life because you're you're in you're knowing i call it my knowing because it's a three-step thing where i set an intention and then um inspired thoughts or opportunities will present themselves to me and i go that's I then I go to the think it stage. So I'm feeling it, then I'm thinking it going, oh, is this aligned with where I want to go? And if it's a hell yes, I have the courage to action it straight away. Because if yeah. you don't action it straight away, somebody else will. Um, yes. But if it's a I don't know or a no, then I also have the courage to turn it down because it's a distraction. It'll deviate yes. me off the path of where I'm going to go. And that's why I achieve results faster. Than, um, than other people is because I'm very clear in the intentions I set, where I'm going, and I bring people along for the ride as well because it's fun, more fun together. There's so much gold in what you just said there. I think everybody needs to pause and replay what you just Sorry. said, everything there about <laughs> authenticity. That's that's brilliant, um, beautifully said. Hey, you mentioned it before, so I want to talk about your superpowers, okay? Mm -hmm. These superpowers that you have in helping people bring out their story. Um, I've find that well, for me starting was the hardest in writing the book and then keeping that momentum well, one of the things that I did was I set the end date of my book being 31 December first mistake yes and then all I did was I kept <laughs> changing the year yeah. oh okay so it took <laughs> big mistake yeah. and then I yeah. then on the first of June I woke up and said no nah, I'm getting it done in 12 weeks and that's what created the fire for me. But tell me about your superpowers and how you help people get their stories out. Well, most people who jump on a call with me who um, I just remember publishing is my forte. It's my my um, my thing. But I have written a lot of books and I and I am a busy mom of six and I have three publishing companies. So, I, you know, where do you find the time to write your books? Mm. So it's just about a shift in mindset and focus and and most people are in their own way. That's what I've always found with 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 book writing. I was in my own way because I did not believe that writing 50,000 words was possible. possible. Mm. I was like, wow, that was just my, but writing 1,667 words a day was doable. That was doable because I had been writing blogs or something at the time. So that's how I broke it down into a day by day thing. And because I, it, for me, I also work in the 21 days to create a new habit um, model. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for those three weeks, I go say to my brain, okay, we're going to make this little bit of extra effort mindfully for 21 days. And we, instead of saying forever, I'm going to 
because otherwise my mind goes uh -uh, and pulls the brakes on it. So I go with it on, the, on that model and I just make an extra effort. So whenever I'm writing a book, I'll get up at 5 a.m. I am a 5 a.m. riser anyway. And yeah. then I'm connected to my most dream night state. So I'm not getting yeah. in my way. I'm not overthinking things. But I will already have in my subconscious mind um, from the day before know what I'm going to write. So my top tip, if you're writing your own um, nonfiction book, is to get clear on your essence, which is probably a good way to do that is your title. What's your title and subtitle? What's your book going to be about? So really know the essence of your book and the message you want your your um, readers to read. And quite often for nonfiction book, it's you five, 10, 20 years before that you're writing to because you're writing the book you needed to read then. Um, yeah. And really then spend the time and focused energy on your contents page. No, what's your contents going to be? Write down 20 potential chapters, right? And if you write down 20 potential chapters, two and a half thousand words each, you've got a 50,000 word book, if you think of it like that. 1,500 yeah. words a chap for 30 chapters is a 50,000 word book. I'm just using that as an example because in my brain, then it's it broken down to easy digestible um, bite size. For a nonfiction book, I say 1,500 words a chapter is enough. Um, mm. So it's like a double blog. <laughs> I put it down to because I write blogs all the time. They're around 750 words. But um, when then once you focus on um, on your contents and you've got that pinned down, what, what chapter? It will change, allow it to change. But yes. when, once you've got a core, then it gives you something to work off. So where do you start? You write your introduction. Why are you writing this book? Who is it for? And your introduction will change when you go back to it. Once you start in the flow and start writing your, your chapters, or some people have been audioing them. So if you audio your chapter for about 15 minutes, it just means it needs a really good edit. It needs more of a structural edit then. Yes. Um, whenever you go over your audio and transcribe it and put it together, you really need to go through it. But you have the skeleton of your book, and then mm. you just go over it and put in the muscle. So I just go on, on that um, process and just keep it nice and simple and not overthink it. But it gives you a structure to work with. If you watch your title or watch your essence of your book, if you don't know what your title is, have a working title, get your framework, which is your contents, and then write your introduction and then just write to the framework. Your book will come together in no, no time. I heard you recently, you just, um, I think you're on a radio show uh, talking about um, how you were, you created a book uh, in the car uh, each day by just what you said about, um, you know, the recording. I'm gonna show you been picked up in the US for it's 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 yeah the soulful entrepreneur yeah beautiful so you did that all in the car I did in the car driving up and down to the city um yeah and so I talked for 15 minutes again let me just show you the framework in this book there's my contents page so all of those yeah. are contents yeah. and I just spoke to 15 minutes to each of them so yeah and I think uh, you mentioned something really powerful there uh, about that that change of mindset where i was going from oh yeah i'll i'll do it 31 to 7 31 to 7 31 to 7 i said well clearly this i'm never going to get it done at this rate i needed to change it and i started getting up at 20 past four in the morning and writing why because i had no other distractions at that time and i was fresh and energized and i could i could just write um, and that worked for me. And then I ended up going where I did most of the work. I went on a, um, a 10 day holiday to Bali and wrote. I just wrote the whole day. Everyone would have looked at me weirdly because I was just writing and writing 
from sunrise to sunset, but I got so much done. So I was in this, this great flow state. Um, I, the other thing about the the recording, so like sometimes these, um, like this show that we're on right now, I'll do that while I'm uh, driving into the city or driving somewhere because it's like, well, I don't want to waste this time. This is valuable time. And yeah, you, you can record it and uh, write a book. I have been experimenting with some different, um, what do you call it, transposition type software. And I think I need to speak more clearly. <laughs> yes. Because some words well, I'm not Irish. out well. But... Yeah, I'm Irish. And so I use Happy Scribe. And it's really good at picking up my voice. And yeah, um, because cool. I was having no success with Google, with, with you know, the, all of those other ones. But Happy Scribe was good. And yes, you, you but when I speak, sometimes golden nuggets come out. That, uh, yes. But when, even whenever, whenever you write, I'm sure you find this, Rob, when you write and you're really in the flow of writing, it's as if something just flows right through you yes. and onto the page. And whenever you read back over, so I'm not saying please just record your books. I'm not saying that at all. It's it, If you can write it, please do. But some people find it as a big block to sit down and write. So I'm like, yeah. well, if you're a speaker, then speak. But it means that, you know, you have to hand it over to an editor and they'll like rewrite it for you, but won't lose your essence, if you know what I mean. Yes. So that's why editors are amazing because yeah. when I Agreed. wrote my first book, I never even thought about an editor, you know? Yes. So you don't have to have a perfect book you know, just invest a bit in an editor. They are worth their weight in gold. I yeah. would not afford your books if it wasn't for, uh, um, if if it wasn't to do with, you know, if if I wasn't able to just show up and, you know, be, be that author that I wanted to be for that. Yeah. Can you perhaps share with us? Um, so I know I had no idea when I, uh, I'd written my book. My first goal, I just write the thing and then I'll work yes. out the next step. And um, I met somebody over in the US and I said, look, I've written this book. I said, I don't know what to do now. And he said, well, you need an editor. Yes. Uh, I said, okay. He said a developmental editor. And I said, okay, great. What's that? So maybe would you be able to maybe just give aspiring authors a bit of a snapshot as to what it looks like in terms of getting from, okay, we've talked about how do we get the thoughts out and we've got a, we've got a book down. Um, those next steps through to getting it published yeah absolutely because this is what i didn't have this foresight so if one of your listeners or you know can just understand the process but don't let it be a block because remember you don't need to know everything the journey is it's revealed to you right. along the way but the biggest part is writing the book so and just remember an editor can't write your book you need to produce that content yes. that they can then work with so there's three stages of editing there's structural or developmental editing. Mm. There is copy editing and then there's a proofread. Okay. Yes. So if you are a new author, you will need a developmental edit. There's no point in, you know, yeah. it's it's important and it's really worth worth it. it absolutely um, for me. They pointed yeah. out things to me that I thought, oh, you've made such a good point. I didn't see that. And and the thing is as well, it's really good to have their input because they know what the book market industry works. And plus you will learn so much. So if you think of talk, think of it as a mentoring, you know, exercise, because yeah, you can absolutely. go through and see everything. Because go, it is a bit intimidating to start with, be saying, oh my God, yes. it's the first person that's seen this. What if it's a piece of crap? <laughs> It's not a piece of crap because it's coming out of you. It just needs yeah. to be molded into. Yeah, you know, you think, what if yeah. no one likes this? Of course. Oh my God, we all have those inhibitions, and that's why I always 
ditch them to the side whenever I set the intention to write the book because whenever you deal with the inhibitions of oh my goodness um it's it kind of like the feeling of can you imagine running around the streets naked just like you're exposing all of your inner thoughts you know what I mean it's like but it's not like that at all it's something to whenever your book gets out into the world it's amazing how it becomes a catalyst um for so much success because a book goes on a journey itself when it's published you know it's it's amazing I have like I wouldn't have the success today had I not chosen to publish my first book, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and a book is, you know, it can be about book sales if you want to focus on book sales, but it it's, can be so much about the journey, the connections, the where you get to show up in the world, you know, going on a blog tour and that. But back to the process. So the process is you, you write your book, put it away for two weeks and then come come back at it with a different hat and read it and don't, you know, just read it from a point of view of getting it to where you can bring that book okay whenever you go i can't do any more of this then it needs to go to the editor then the editor will go through it there'll be lots of red marks there always are editors love putting red marks over your words <laughs> and and you will receive it and you will go oh i'm a terrible writer look at all these corrections everybody gets that even the the top best-selling authors in the world who write books every yeah. year get lots of those so don't worry about that then you, what you need to do is go through it and accept your decline because remember an editor is giving you advice and feedback it's not you know if you don't resonate with something they have suggested you decline it because you are the one that knows the essence of your book and the message that you are wanting to put out into the world okay so then once you went through that part of the process it might ping pong back a bit with the with the editor but it'll just be for little things then it goes to a copy edit, which is just to tidy it up, because when the structural edit happens, there's just a bit of tidying up to happen. And then um, what we usually do then is typesetting, which is your book looks like a book. <laughs> and then we do a really um, in-depth proofread, which means that we make sure all the commas are where they're supposed to be. And, yes. and the par paragraphs look, you know, so, look, you know, so that's the process that we go through. And we walk through everyone through it. You know, it can be a bit daunting, especially your first time. But once you become accustomed to it, it's just a second mm. nature. You just get on with the job. Yeah. But it's worth it. That's the thing. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth sticking it out and enduring the whole process. Because when you have that book in your hand, when you're able to have those conversations that are around the essence of your book, my God, you can change lives. You can change yeah, someone else's absolutely. life by yeah. sharing your story. Yeah, absolutely. I know um, I just got a couple more questions uh, for you. but. Uh, obviously anyone's thinking about publishing well they just come to you but in terms of that mind process of how people are going about selecting a, a publisher how do you because i had no idea how to do it uh neither did i that's why we can one <laughs> no there's there's different parts of, of publishing okay so it's traditional publishing and i own a traditional publishing press which is serenity press which is where we do children's books and fairy tale retellings in there i have nice big authors the duchess of york is one of my authors in there yeah, i saw that kate forsyth Juliet Morellier, these are amazing authors. We host an annual retreat in a castle, although it's been paused last year, hopefully next year. But um, and then, you know, so it's it's a wonderful traditional press, it's high vibrational, and it's my success story. It was I set the intention, I want to build a million dollar press. 
and I thought it would take me 25 years and it took me seven years. And wow. I'm like, wow. So Serenity Press is like my baby. I adore it. And there's amazing authors in, in there and illustrators as well. We found a lot of amazing talent, but I have never cop copycatted any other press. I've just shown up and brought in books that, and I've went on a journey as well. We used to do romance and stuff like that as well, but now we've found our niche and that's where we hang out. But I do have a lot of people that come to me because they know that I am, we have a lot of connections now and, and all of that. So I um, started MMH Press, which is where I actually publish my metaphysical books and and all of those kinds of, you know, like think and grow rich kind of stuff mm. in there. But we also have a big poetry vibration in there and also fiction in there as well. So we have some really right. amazing up and coming fictional authors in there. And then I've got KMD Books, which is my big 2020 COVID success story when all business owners decided I have time to write my book now. So they did and they came to me and I it's for me, it's an honor to join someone on the journey because it's not about the book. It's about the journey of publishing the book and beyond. Once an yeah. author has a book in their hand, that's the beginning of the journey. Yeah, the that's hard part's the, getting rid of it, isn't it? Really? It is. Mm. But whenever you understand, like usually I jump on a call and say, this is what you can do, whatever resonates with you. You know, you can go on a blog tour. You can have an, an online event. I always have an online event for my authors and all of these kinds of things have a number one best-selling day do all of that get it you know attract as many sales but remember with your first book you're it's a high vibration and visibility thing and then if you whenever you build up your readership or if you're lucky enough like i know business owners who have an audience that they need to serve and, and give them a book like they sell thousands and thousands of books because they've already got the audience there in place so yeah. i help them really capitalize on that. Whereas if they were signed with a traditional publisher, like with Serenity Press, they would only get 10 or 15% of ORP. Whereas with KMD Books, we partner. So the costs are covered and we just do everything, you know, that that's whatever the package the person chooses. And then that means that they have all the profits, you know? So yeah, wow. we have some authors making, you know, really doing very well out of their books. And they're, they're like, sign me up for the next one because it just becomes such an amazing and you can really leverage it really well whatever and it is about the publisher aligning with the intentions of the author because not every author has the same intentions whether one's focused on book sales one's focused on visibility brand or you know all of it mm. depends what one author we had wanted in big w so we went in okay. the we went on the journey with her, got the distributor, and she's a businesswoman. So we left her there, said, that's how you can get into Big W. She's still in every Big W. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, but wow. it's it's such a privilege and an honor to join people on that journey. And we're either on that journey with them for a long time or just a season. And that's okay. But, mm. you know, that's the thing. My authors know they can just inbox me and I will answer them. So that's just yeah, how I roll. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Well done. Well done. Um, are you seeing a trend away from your traditional hard copy books now with your you know, your audio versions and your downloadable versions i know i have my preference i've got to hold the thing but yeah well audio is always wonderful to have and we have um, started to gravitate into audio because especially in the us market audio is a big people going out for walks listen to books or whatever are doing things mm. it's a multitasking thing but there is the, i'm i'm a print book girl there's nothing like sitting yeah. up curling up with an actual physical book because I do a lot digital. So I don't want to read digitally. I want to, yeah. I, I read manuscripts digitally and things like that, but I want to be able to sit up, curl up with a coffee, 
every pack of Beckys and, and a book, you know, I just, no matter what, what, what genre it is, whatever mood I'm in, it's just a physical book. So yes, physical books a few years ago were starting to dwindle away and that's when you've seen bookshops start to close and things like that, but they've made a comeback. So yeah. ebook and digital have different readerships and quite often people have both. If someone really likes a book, they'll have it digitally as well, you know, and that's the thing. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Hey, so tell me a last couple of questions. Your most impactful book that you've ever read? Ooh, well, there's a few. That's a tough one. Tough one just, for you. I am you so can give me a couple if you like. widely read. Well, I'll talk about the ones that just opened up my mind to possibility. Yeah. And there was two. There was two. There was one that done it softly and one that was a wake-up call. And the one that did it softly was Louise Hayes' You Can Heal Your Life. And it also goes into yeah. the metaphysical reasoning behind illnesses. So in that book, like if one of, if, if I have um, a sore back, I'll go and look at the reason for a sore back and I go, oh, my God, that yes is going on in my world. So if I do the affirmation aligned to that, it eases it. But um, I I also compliment I always 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 compliment with medicine because the you know, Louise Hayes book is amazing and sh shows you how to heal yourself with your mind and things like that but also how to achieve things in in your life that are beyond your comprehension just to open your mind that anything's possible but uh, and it's it's born out of love but so is medicine so that's why I always I always am very conscious to say that because I would rely on both to yeah. have optimum health um, and then the other one was the secret um, okay. so it was a it was a big um wake-up call for me to because it was in your face you're going okay but now i know and i'm so well read in it and i and i've studied the law of attraction i studied mm. the law of attraction but never told anybody i did it i yeah. just thought i'm gonna go see what i can make happen yeah. and oh my goodness you know it was like wow this is this is so much fun and um and and as little did i know that when you're joyful success is you know inevitable because yes. you know it's 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 all about how you you view it but i've had financial success i've had you know personal success i've had you know i've, I've grown my publishing presses to be what i've deemed to be very successful and just showing up and being able to be me and not having to compromise any of myself in the process that's success as well so it's you know what your definition of success really is um but yeah the secret and louise hayes you can heal your life are the two main books that were a catalyst into my mind being opened and then i started to write my own books yeah um, wow yeah. wow fantastic i mean in that those couple of paragraphs you just said there is again so much so much great great words of wisdom that you've said right there i think when you do show up authentically you've got you know that passion and drive uh but i think what we often forget is have fun if you're not having fun along the way because it's hard work being an entrepreneur and having the success that you you have achieved it's a it's a lot and you're a different person now to where you were when you started it just like writing a book you're, Absolutely. you're, just, you're just different um so i want to congratulate you on all your success, Karen, it's been um, truly magnificent in talking to you today. And I'm sure our listeners will get a heap of value out of everything that you've um, you've spoken about. Um, if people would like to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? 
Well, I hang out on LinkedIn and Facebook. Facebook is where I grew my whole brand, um, but I love LinkedIn as well. Um, and I also suggest that if you want to go and watch my latest TEDx talk, I've done two, but the latest TEDx talk is Karen Weaver. It's where I talk about my seven life principles of okay. mindfulness and intention, knowing, um, gratitude, love, forgiveness, and belief. And those are my main, I call them my... Um, my success principles. So I, I live by them every single day. Uh, and that's what I'm writing on at the moment. But so go and check out that TED talk. You will get a lot of it. But you can find me on KMD Books, on Serenity Press, or on MMH Press as well. I do have a free um, online community on Facebook. If you want to come and join, it's Life Magic with KP Weaver. Weaver is my writing name. Um, ah. if, if you want to check out my books, because I've got such a, you know, my, my entrepreneurial, um, Karen McDermott has, you know, is the publisher me. And then I've got KP Weaver as the, is is the writer in me so there we go yeah fantastic <laughs> fantastic oh that's brilliant um any aspiring authors out there any current authors think about writing another book i mean you are the person to come to thank you so much for joining us today karen it's been a real pleasure my absolute joy rob thank you for having me thank you